Welcome everyone to another episode of Elbows Tight Podcast. It's your host Travis and John. John, how you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, it's the Christmas season right now. Christmas. So it feels like I have a Christmas party every day that I have to go to uh, or I'm hosting. So if I seem a little slower today, we had another Christmas party last night. <laughs> Preach, man. I, I feel like um, we just had two back-to-back, one at John's house and then one at our other friend's house. And uh, I don't even think Charles is really digging the Christmas parties <laughs> because, I mean, what teenager is, to right, the truth. Right, yeah. But because he was like... Yesterday, we're like, hey, man, we got to go to uh, our friend's house tonight. And he's like, why? <laughs> like, for another Christmas party? And he's like, another one? I was like, yes, yeah, another one, man. So, but it's the Christmas season, and, you know, we're thankful that people are inviting us over to their their places to celebrate the holidays and whatnot. So, yeah, we're getting to meet new people, uh, try to rope them into some jiu-jitsu. All, I'm always, it out. Uh, always. And you know what's funny too is John and I will will we'll try to not only rope them in, but then we'll, we'll slide in the oh by the way we do a podcast like yeah, yeah. and I mean <laughs> if I've had enough uh, celebratory drinks I might also show them some of my shitty jujitsu uh, shitty jujitsu yeah, yeah, really yeah, shitty jujitsu because sure. John is uh has been back on the mats quite a bit lately yeah I've been regular for the last couple of weeks so yeah. that's nice. Is mm-hmm. it- now, when you say regular, at your age, are you talking about like into right, jiu-jitsu right. I mean, or both, like both, you, it, I mean, <laughs> both shit as far as I'm concerned right now. But uh, yeah, Whew, rough times on the mat. I'm sure Travis might share some video with you yeah, guys. Yeah, I might, I might throw it in this if you guys are watching this episode. I might throw the the John's amazing rolling. Oh, yeah. He's footage. gracious enough to record me while I'm in my struggles yeah. uh, getting back on the mat. Yeah. You know? You know what? It's like it's not necessarily I was doing it because like I knew you weren't going to be very good. I think you actually did pretty good, but you went against someone in our class that John, the other John, who's just you know, actually really freaking good. He's so good right now. Yeah, teaches the kids' class, which yep. is helping him, uh, you know, really sink in his techniques. And yeah, he's really good right now. Yeah, he's been. And whenever I roll with John too, he's he's a couple years older than me too. I think he's like thirty nine or something like that. But he moves great. I mean, it, he doesn't move like a like you would think a thirty nine year old would or whatever. He's very fluid. And then that was what I took away from, like, your role. I was, like, watching it back, and I was like, man, John's just playing with John. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I, I told you, like, being pretty much off the mats for a year. I mean, I only went in maybe three or four times over that year. It's interesting getting to spar with some of the people I sparred with a year ago, like Justin. Yeah. Night and day difference. Yeah, like, I bet. Night and day. I was like, yeah. good God, I'm going to die. I'm going to be hurting for a couple months. And that's what consistency does, right? Yeah, like when absolutely. you actually actually show up to Matt like consecutively. Oh, shout out to our, our friend Jordan, too. He's uh, like episode six or seven or something like that. Jordan, uh, what what's his last name? Alamore. Yes. Yeah. If you guys haven't listened to his episode, it's really good. That was like our number one episode for years, to tell you the truth. Um, but he recently got his blue belt and I'm sure rolling with him is completely different than, cause he's been very consistent as well. I'm sure rolling with him is completely different than when we rolled with them last, but Justin, our buddy, Justin, he, uh, he's becoming an animal man. Like yeah, he, he put a whooping on me. What happened? Uh, Give th- me a play by play. There's no, ba- I'm literally trying to breathe and survive and you know. <laughs> Justin's, uh, you know, he's definitely not 150 pounds, but now he's knowing how to work that whatever he's at. So yeah, he, he's applying the pressure good. He's moving good. You can tell him and John have been working a lot. I was like, oh man, by the time I get back into it, it's, I'm just gonna have to suffer. I'm like a 
I'm like the dull knife in your kitchen that you can't even cut an onion with. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I you definitely I wouldn't say you're you're a dull knife. Like you you still have like I won't let I still won't let you get in mount because even that one time that I, I rolled with you and you got into mount, I was like, dude, this guy's pressure and he hasn't even been training is still freaking ridiculous, mm. man. Yeah, well, I just hope uh I'm gonna stay consistent. That's the plan right now. At least the um two classes a week for now yeah do you find it difficult to get back to those two classes a week or has it been well, pretty easy i mean if you wouldn't have drove me that one day i would not have went. listen so you know that you know i really wouldn't have went i was I know. not motivated i only went once that week and i was like oh, i'm just not going I'm just trust like i'll drive you you know i was like All yeah right, i got no excuse no 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 that's not what happened john <laughs> john's downplaying what happened first of all john he was like i was gonna i was like on the brink of posting on Instagram or like our Facebook page or whatever that John was uh, wussing out of, not not wussing out, but he was unmotivated to to go to jujitsu. And what John texted me was like, I have zero motivation to, to go to jujitsu today. I'm just not going. And I was like, well, you're not going, you don't have motivation because you haven't been going that's to jujitsu. That's true, that's true. You know what I mean? So you're, you're not going to jujitsu isn't going to build the motivation to go to jujitsu. And so when I texted him that, he's like, geez, all right, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> and I was glad I went. And uh, it's for me, if I get into a routine and I, I'm fine, if I break that routine for whatever reason, it could be uh, my kid's basketball practice or my wife asked me not to go. And if that happens too much, it's yeah. very hard for me to get motivated to get back on that that routine. No, I agree with you. I And I, I've done some like thinking about it lately and i've been in not that i don't enjoy training but i'm kind of like i guess i'm going through like this funk in like just life right now where i don't feel super motivated but i'm still i still like show up to you know being a dad or a husband and a practitioner and friend and stuff like that but it's like it's it's one of those moments where it's like extra difficult to to do it you know what i mean i don't know what it is but even at training, well, I'm like, man, I'll just skip the rounds. And then I'm justifying in my head because, you know, I got to get Charles home or something like that, if I'm being honest, you know? Absolutely. And I'm like, I'm like I really got to just get out of this funk because it's not going to help me avoiding difficult things because I think it's, I'm not, I'm taking temporarily or temporary uh, or short term gains of like easiness to avoid. And it's just going to cause long term, you know, Repercussion. I don't want to say repercussion, but you know, it's like I gotta have a long term effect if I continue to be like this, you know. Oh, I get it completely. Like for me right now, I'm just trying really small goals. Like yeah. nothing that like nothing that I can't do, right? So like at least one one real role after after class, right? Yeah. For now that's it. Like one. Like there's no excuse yeah. I can't do one. Even though I've been looking at the clock during these roles. And I'm like, I have nothing in the gas tank. And I look up and it says, you have three minutes and 20 seconds left. And I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> no, no doubt. Yeah. So at this point, you know, it used to be before I had the surgery, before I didn't go for a year, you know, you could, you could many rounds in a row with no break yeah. and you're not tired. Now it's like halfway through one round and I'm, I need some, an oxygen tank. I, you definitely look like you need an oxygen yeah, tank. Yeah. Like, I did, like one hundred percent. It kind of reminds me of the time in Japan when you went against that that young athletic white belt, and you got up, and it was like 
like we mentioned, like Leonardo DiCaprio getting mauled by a bear. Like yeah. John's pants were like falling down. And he was like, "Why did you help me, man?" It every role I watch you now, it's it's like that happening. <laughs> it feels over and like over that again. all over again. It's like I'm brand new. I mean, that's yeah. what it feels like. Uh, I mean, at least these times I know I can breathe, get through it, and all that jazz. But yeah, it's not easy. What, what do you find like the hardest part uh, since you've been more consistent? Is it is it just the gas tank or? Uh, it's my brain's not in line with my movements so mm. i'm having to think about things where it used to be more instinctual yeah right? so like whatever it could be turning on my side or moving or framing you know it's just not as quick like i know i need to do it but it's just not as fast yeah yeah i i think you still have like i posted that little short instagram clip of you and me rolling where i was like we forgot what the drill was. <laughs> <laughs> it was just ended up like just rolling somewhat uh but even in there, like I send it to Jordan, uh, Jordan Pressinger, and I'll, I'll send all like my Instagram clips to him and make sure that I don't look like an idiot before I post it on the internet. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't bad." He's like, "You did, you did some good things in there, but you, you know, you didn't react to John's counters, possible counters." And I was like, "He's like, you could have just like easily just finished the move on the first pass." And I was like, "All right, well, whatever." Like, <laughs> yeah, it still happens to me too, even though I've been more consistent. Yeah, some takeaways. Uh, interesting stuff is, I feel like it's easier to learn in the classes and something mm. going back. And I don't know, it's you know because I was exposed to it for years prior to going back, and you know, I, I feel like. Now I can just really just pay attention. And, you know, yeah. normally when me and you be in a class, I'm like, hey, bro, explain that again. Like, what, the, what the hell do I got to do? <laughs> like, what was what was that? Now it's, it just seems easier to pick yeah. up the uh, intellectual side of it. Yeah, and I think uh, even our coaching has changed a little bit too recently. Like John or uh, Cody has been teaching a little bit more, our brown belt, the school owner. He's been teaching a little bit more, and it's been more of conceptual things. He said he's trying to make it to where he's not necessarily teaching a technique, more of showing a possibility and then having us play a game with it. You know what I mean? So he would he would say, hey, so we're going to start off in closed guard and then bottom guy, I want you to hold closed guard. Here's a way to do that. Top guy, I want you to break guard. And then, you know, if you got if it happens, then. Uh, reset and you know there's not there's not necessarily like a real technique of like okay we're gonna grab here you're gonna let go here and it, it we have a little bit of that but it's not nearly as much and it's been more more of us just like I love the way he's teaching it yeah. right now and that and I felt like uh, when we started jujitsu that was kind of a problem is everything was steps yeah so when they would teach it it was like hey you do this step then this step and I remember counting in my head right all right we're 28 steps in <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> I'm like, I like, I just let me remember the first three. Yeah. And, you know, I love the way they're teaching it now. Sometimes yeah. you just got to figure it out. Right. And that's what he's letting people do right now. You're getting in the position like the finish. Right. Yeah. And, you, and you're working back from there. You're getting out from there. He's just letting people figure it out. And uh, At work, we had a Simon Sinek visit at work. Right. Yeah. So I'm picking up all kinds of life lessons now and thinking about jujitsu when people are talking. Right. And, uh, we had a process improvement manager talking to Simon Sinek, and he was using some terminology that I feel like people use. Some, sometimes you just you just don't understand it. So he's talking to Simon Sinek. For people don't know him, he's a really smart guy. You can look him up on YouTube. Business guy. Uh, but he's talking about like a knowledge threshold, and uh, Simon Sinek's like, "Hey, can I can I be a bit of a bastard here? What does that even mean?" And he's like, "Oh, it means you don't know what you don't know." And he's like, "Oh, well, why didn't you just say that?" <laughs> 
Why why use the big words? What, just say that so we could all understand it. And I feel like uh, a lot of that happens in jiu-jitsu with some of the yeah. names of some of the moves, right? Um, and I remember when Professor Al used to teach us some stuff. Like, I don't speak Japanese, right? So if you're going to use some of that terminology, now I'm, I'm spending five minutes trying to decipher that and remember it. So when you tell me to do it, I can recall it. I mean, you just could have said side control. Or, yeah, or, yeah. You know what Kase I mean? Like, Katami, you're like, yeah, like, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know what that is. Just, just you know, use, use something else that's easier. But I, I feel like um, we could have used a lot of that earlier on in the journey. And what I like about uh, Coach Sean now is he doesn't name anything, really. Yeah. He just shows you the move, and you go through it. And if people ask him, is, is that what it's called? He's like, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I like It's just easier to learn, I think, and easier to digest, especially for newer people. Yeah. That way. Support for Elbows Tight is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the performance package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code ETP20 at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. That's a lot of balls, Johnny. When Manscaped reached out to work with us, I instantly thought, yes, what a deal. I've been using Manscaped products for a while now, and when they mentioned helping out with the podcast, I, I thought it was a no-brainer. I have the Lawnmower 4.0 now, but I had the Lawnmower 3.0 and absolutely loved it. Also, most people think about Manscaped as tr- just trimmers, but really they have ball deodorant, ball toner, the weed whacker, which is your favorite thing, right, John? Yeah, I love the weed whacker. Look, I'm about to hit like 45 years old, so I got hair growing out of everywhere now. So it's coming out my ears. I'm like, man, where is that weed whacker? It's definitely my favorite. <laughs> Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ETP20 at Manscaped. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ETP20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools to get the job done with Manscaped. Yeah, I remember I told, I said Kesa Katami to Professor Sean one time. He's like, what is that? I was like, like the scarf hold? He's like, oh, yeah, I just call that scarf hold. I was like, okay, well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's a good example. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, impressive. I was even talking to a guy we met yesterday, and um, he was talking about, he said, you know, the devil's always in the details. Now I can't get that shit out of my head when he said that. Mm. And I'm thinking about jujitsu now, and I'm like, yeah, he's right, man. Those fine details, like, you know, just, I don't know, maybe the longer you do this, you start getting wisdom outside of it and you just apply it to jujitsu. Yeah. Have you, what, what's the biggest thing that you've gained so far since, since coming back? Hmm. So it's a little weird. It feels almost like a reset for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like before the surgery and, you know, we may have talked about it before, but I feel like when you're progressing in jujitsu or, um i'll use jack or keegan right they started after us they're both really good right now right yeah when you start seeing people like that moving up uh, sometimes you feel like a pressure like that you have to perform or that you have to be better because you've been doing it longer and uh you know sometimes like goddamn, i hope coach doesn't ask me to come out here and show something right like you're embarrassing me yeah you know like uh and i think i was feeling that pressure a bit even though it wasn't from them it was just internal yeah uh I feel just like a total reset right now where I go and I just have fun. I I really don't care how I look or what I'm doing. And I'm taking some of the lessons over the last year that I've heard, like, 
you know, previous to that, if we were rolling and I'm rolling with a three stripe white belt or whatever, the last thing I would want to be is submitted. So mm. maybe I'm not trying, I'm not putting myself out there on trying some of my submissions, maybe reaching out for a Kimura or whatever. Right. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm just not now I'm like the hell with it. I'm just shooting everything. And I'm finding myself in the worst positions on the band hey. that I can't get out of. And, you know, I don't care who submits me at this point. I'm just trying everything and, and reaching. And I, I don't feel any pressure. And my goal is to make sure I don't feel that pressure. Yeah, and I think, that's a, I think that's an, an important aspect of anyone's journey is these expectations that come along with your rank, whether it's, you know, a, a white belt with a couple stripes or a blue belt like we are seasoned blue belts. Um, you could be your own worst enemy if you're constantly comparing yourself to others or if you're holding this expectation of what you should and shouldn't know um, to yourself. You know, like if you're on the mat and you get tapped by a white belt or whatever, you you you, you could be very critical of yourself and that can be detrimental to your journey and really make you not want to, like you mentioned, try new things or whatever because you're you're hung up on this idea of like, oh my God, I can't let this brand new white belt tap me because then it doesn't legitimize my rank. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's a that's a really slippery slope that you don't want to go down because then you could start thinking like, oh man, I'm not I'm supposed to give this purple belt a harder time than I am right now. It's like, oh man, then maybe I really don't deserve my belt. Or like it's it's one of those things where psychologically no one cares. Like outside of what you're thinking in your head, <laughs> absolutely. You know what I mean. You're like, no one worse critic. Like. Yeah, no one. No one cares. Like if I, I get tapped by white belts now, like I got hit with a omoplata um, the other day, and from a white belt, this guy's like a two stripe or whatever. I was actually surprised. Like he executed it really good, um, and instead of countering the way you're supposed to. Uh, I just kind of wanted to see if there was another way I could get out of it, and there wasn't. He had it locked in tight, and I reacted too slow, and I was like, I was like, you got me, bro. You, that was good. Jo- uh, Justin, the guy that he was talking about, one of our buddies, a three-stripe white belt. Now, he's been doing this stuff for like four years. Yeah. So. Go ahead and sleep if you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he, he got me in a guillotine one day. I don't remember what I was doing. I was like maybe trying to pass his guard, and he sucked up a guillotine. My neck was exposed, and I was like, damn. I was like, that was good, man. No. To, and to me, you know, it, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the saying, you know, rising tides lifts all ships. But like if my my buddies that are white belts or my fellow classmates that are white belts, uh, they start progressing and giving me a harder role, that's just going to make me want to try harder and get better. You know? Yeah. If you're if you find yourself comfortable and other people are still striving, you're about, you're about to feel it real quick. And uh, I mean... Yeah, you want some humble pie? Take a year off, and you're and you're already shitty, and then go back. <laughs> then you're like, I'm like, whoo, yeah. Every everything's a struggle. It's good though. I mean, no problems. I like it. I'll tell you what though. I'm surprised. One thing I noticed is everybody likes to go for the knees and ankles. Like, yeah, right yeah. away now in class, huge weakness of mine because I don't ever really mess with it. And I'm like, good lord, everyone's grabbing these ankles and knees. And I gotta watch it. Yeah, I've been knee barring to people uh, quite a bit. Like that's like my go to submission. Lately, and uh, it's just because, like I mentioned in a couple of previous episodes, I'm a little bit of a bigger guy to most people when I roll with them. So I try to play more of my bottom game and my like open guard because, um, I mean, smashing people is fun, but it doesn't, it doesn't really help my game 
if I'm constantly going to what works for me because right. of my size. So I play a lot more on my back in open guard. My open guard sucks. But every once in a while, I'll catch a leg. <laughs> <laughs> and if I catch a leg, I'm, uh, there's there's a uh, likelihood I'm going for a knee bar. So because it's just a very easy submission for me to go to. And to me, it's a safe submission because if you capture someone's legs, most people are, what are they going to do? They're going to stop and they're going to be like, holy crap, you have my leg. What am I supposed to do? And that can apply it really slowly, the this mission, so it doesn't it doesn't hurt people. Um, as to where if we're like heel hook or right. something else, then, you know, a jerk is, is going to cause them to hurt themselves or something like that. Yeah, but, I'm going to have to go reread, like, maintaining your guard because my shit's getting passed, like, real quick. <laughs> I don't even, I mean, I, I don't, I'm like, whoo, boy, I've honestly got rusty at this. <laughs> like. <laughs> I better go read a book or something. I uh, I, I'll post the. It'll probably go on Instagram. But John and I we were doing like passing open guard, and I literally was just standing there, and I was like moving his legs to the side, and he's like Jesus, man. And then I just like I literally stood up and put his feet like on my hips, and I just spun like it like a twirl around his legs, and I passed his guard. He's like, God damn it. Well, I'm like thinking about it in my head, right? I'm like, why am I just you know I'm using my legs, throwing my legs up there, and I'm like, I don't know why I'm not grabbing an ankle or something. And, you know, getting in more points where I could hold you down. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm just throwing my legs up here like an idiot. So they're just swinging them out the way. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, but it's been a while. It's been a while. But I'm like, and, you, and I realize that later I'll be driving home like, well, that was stupid. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah you're like, sure. retrospectively, you're like, yeah. God, I'm a moron, man. Like, what am I doing to myself? <laughs> yeah, man? then, you know, Cody's teaching the class and he's like, yeah, so go ahead and swing over to the side and grab an ankle. I was like, yeah, I don't know why I wasn't doing that earlier. <laughs> you're like like another big one right it's like like if you're trying to elevate their hips but you're six feet away from them it's not gonna work you have to get under their hips to elevate their hips and i'm sitting there thinking like i'm a fucking idiot dude like yeah yeah i really appreciate the uh way we've been warming up too i really like that What's what's different about that? We're just, just drilling. Like oh just yeah, yeah, yeah. Jiu-jitsu drilling, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, we still do it. You know, like a, co- a few stretches and yeah. a couple calisthenic things, but not nearly, um, like a thirty-minute warm-up or something like that. I've yeah. heard some horror stories from some of you guys online of, you know, you're literally doing a strength and conditioning class before your jujitsu class, and I'm not gonna lie, I would probably quit jujitsu if that was <laughs> if that was our warm-up, man. I'd I'm good on that. If we run around in circles on the mat, I'm like, jeez. I mean, that's just not good for my inner energy management at this point. Yeah, you got. I you need got, every calorie <laughs> expended doing jujitsu. Your gas tank is like already like halfway yeah. full when yeah, you show like, up jujitsu. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but on training days, I'm I'm even strict on the diet. Like, yeah, I want to make sure I can show up to class and and be comfortable. Yeah, what do you what do you do before class? Like, do you do anything special? Like, do you eat something? Do you have like uh, carbohydrates or what? What do you do before class? So generally, as if we're just talking diet, like um, I end up fasting just like you do for the most part. Yeah. Uh, the last meal I prefer to eat is around three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm, that's interesting. And then I'm not going to eat breakfast till eight o'clock the next day. Yeah. Eight, you know, eight a.m. So that that's a long time. Yeah. On training days, the last time I'm going to eat is probably one o'clock, and it's going to be something like white rice and chicken. Mm. Like I do not want you know to eat two pieces of pizza and drink something and then go to class or any. I you know I don't know how people are, but when you show up at class and if like your stomach's upset or yeah, you know you're feeling like bloated or something, it makes training horrible. If you're horrible burp, burping the whole time and you're like, oh my god, like Man. I don't want that. So I try to um, really 
I want to say eat bland and like and uh, feel my best when we start class. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'll eat some fruit or something around. I usually try to. I get home around three o'clock in the afternoon from work, and so I'll I'll eat until maybe three thirty at the latest. And it's mostly like you said, like I might have a PB and J, something simple that's not heavy, some fruit, an apple, banana. Actually, I probably wouldn't eat a banana because that stuff sits in my stomach and I'll be burping up. But like, and nobody wants that. Yeah. Right? You're like, Bleh. right. Um, and then you know I'll like drink like my pre workout or something like that, and then drink a bunch of water before that also to to, to make sure that I'm like hydrated. Because I've definitely gone to class before where I don't drink like my usual amounts of water and I'm sitting in class. I'm like, God, I feel like trash, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I've really been looking into it. I'm not diabetic and, you know, I'm sure some people are that probably listen to this. So I know diet's a, a big part of it. But I follow a guy on Facebook who wears a monitor 24-7 mm-hmm. and uh, he shares the results of what his blood sugar looks like after he eats certain things. Because you know how it is, right? Sometimes you eat and you just feel like crap afterwards. Mm, yep. That's yep. really your blood sugar just spiking in, in your tank, right? So now I even look at what he's eating and showing. So I'm like, okay, I can eat that. My blood sugar won't spike before class. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely trying to maximize the class time where I feel good and I have energy. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Yeah, it makes sense. Do You, you don't eat after class then either? You don't have like a protein shake or anything like that after class? Um, I do. I do that heel protein mm. um, from the Amino Co. Yeah, that's now what I do for the, instead of eating, it's like liquid calories. Right after class or right when yeah, you get right home? Yeah, right when I get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really, my, my like John mentioned, I do intermittent fasting. I typically eat 7 or 10 a.m., 9 or 10 a.m., depending on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I can't wait until 10 a.m. because my stomach, I'm just like, ooh, I got that emptiness feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to eat something, man. Or I'm like... I, something just doesn't feel right, so I'll eat ten, nine or ten a.m. and I don't eat again, or and I'll eat until six or seven p.m. Which I know you said is too late for you, but it works for me because then um, I wake up super early, so I can't, I, I can't, I can't uh, wait too late in the day to to eat because I'm just like so hungry. <laughs> I, w- I wish I had like personal trainer money, where I had like a personal chef. You know, somebody's making yeah. all these nice clean meals. And you stay energized. You know, I, I really try to plan around it. Like even that that Christmas party we went to yesterday, I didn't want to eat there, so yeah. I made sure I ate something healthy at home and like ate that before I went there, just because yeah. I didn't want to feel like shit today or any of that stuff. I've been uh, Lordell bought some chicken thighs lately, and we I got this. If you guys watch YouTube, Guga Foods on YouTube, I bought his seasoning, pretty good. But I've been eating, like, yesterday, like, kind of like what you said, I, I hadn't, I felt like I hadn't had really any protein, so I, like, fried up some, uh, t- pants, seared some, some chicken thighs real quick and ate that before we went over. I was like, God damn, this stuff is so good, man. Yeah. So, um, but what is, what's your, what's your goal for, for your jiu-jitsu right now? Well, besides the two classes, do you, do you have, like, a technique or something that you want to get back that you feel is missing besides your, you know, showing up in your cardio? Well, so goals, definitely moving into 2023. I want to be consistent. Uh, and I think I'm just going to really try to go with whatever the class is teaching, right? Like, you know, generally it used to be 
if they taught uh, what, whatever they're teaching, uh, Kamora's or whatever, maybe I had something I wanted to work on, right? Because maybe we went through Kamora's 50 times in the last three or four years. <laughs> so as soon as roles were starting, I was just doing my own thing, right? And I think this time around, I'm just going to focus on whatever the class is doing. I'm just going to shoot for it while we're rolling. I'm really going to put myself out there. I'm sure I'm going to get submitted a million times, but I really don't care. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I just want to be more playful, more fun, more open. And uh, no, I'm probably not going to do much internet researching at all and just go with whatever the class is teaching. So we mentioned in a couple episodes ago, like obtainable goals. Like what 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 are you going to put into place to to make sure that these are actually accomplished? Mm, that's interesting. So I'm kind of doing that now, right? Right now, the minimum is one role at the end of class, and that's where I'm I'm really just being free playing and shooting for whatever I want. But what I'm doing is what we went over in class in there. Like I'm yeah. not trying anything else. That's why even with John, I kept reaching out for his arm. I was trying, even though he was killing me and crushing me. Yeah, yeah. They kept putting me underneath him. I was like, whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to – I think I'm going to have to treat it like – I'm going to have to increase inter- in- incrementally at least one times one for every class. So what I mean by that is for the last two weeks, I've been doing the one role, right? So maybe for the month of January, I'll make sure it's two. So, oh, okay. So I'll fail if I don't do two, two roles after class. And I know a lot of people are thinking two roles, that ain't shit. But what we're doing in class right now is a lot of sparring. Yeah. Like we're putting it in the class. Yeah. So we're getting a lot of that. Like, you feel like you've rolled by the time class is over. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've gotten that cardio that you wanted and that struggle. Yep. Because the way we're doing it is you're being put in a position, and then we're spending two or three minutes back and forth trying to get out of it or or reverse it. Um, so I think I'm going to go with something like that. That way it's it's measurable, yep. too, right? So if I do one, I failed. Two, I did good. And I think I'm just going to try to increase that each month. Yeah. That makes sense. Everyone, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. This holiday season, I'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topping. Tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer and gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use code ETP20 for free shipping and 20% off. Recently, John and I have received the shampoo, conditioner, and deodorant. And I'm not lying to you. I probably won't ever use any other shampoo, and conditioner, and deodorant. John, how, how do you like it? Man, I 100% love it. And matter of fact, the deodorant is probably my favorite. It's also aluminum-free, which is something I look for in all my deodorants. Yep. Um, not only do I like it, but my wife loves it. Yeah. And what's nice about the shampoo and conditioner and deodorant, it, it has that manscaped smell, but it's not super overpowering. Uh, the deodorant, I can't talk highly enough about the deodorant, just something about it. I feel great. It goes on thin, aluminum free. As far as the materials they used for the shampoo and the conditioner, it's not a cheap bottle. Or, it's metal. Or, yeah, it, it is nice. I was thoroughly impressed. Get 20% off and free shipping with code ETP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at code at manscaped.com using code ETP20. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring this episode.
Mm-hmm. My goals are pretty much similar to that. I for like personally for jujitsu. I mean, if I could get my purple belt by the end of twenty twenty three, that'd be dope. Um, but if that doesn't happen, then it. I mean, it doesn't happen. It, it, it's not a big deal to me. It's kind of a like a back burner goal. Like I don't want to focus on it too much because I don't want it to inhibit me from enjoying the process again. You know what I mean? But yeah, I would definitely like to spar. Um, right now, I do about two. I would like to get to January after I would like January to be two sparring two uh, at least two roles and then for for the rest of the year three or four roles at minimum but it's hard because sometimes we get out of class late and it's like if it's 7:30 and we're bowing out uh I'm sorry I can't roll I have to go like <laughs> my marriage is more important than my jujitsu. Well I mean you can face it right like yeah. when we go to class it affects the next day Yep. Like, uh, I'll be honest. I'm never as sharp at work the next day because I have a hard time sleeping nights after, after class. After jiu-jitsu? Really? Yeah, because I'm too keyed up. Mm. Like, my mind's wired. My body's still got adrenaline running through it. And I'm, you know, I'm old. I normally go to sleep like 8.30, 9 o'clock. <laughs> Same uh, here. So on nights we do jiu-jitsu, I can't fall asleep till damn near midnight. Oof. And the alarm's gone off at 4. So... It's just the way it is. So I actually I sleep it. better on jujitsu nights. How, how about you guys? Are you guys having a hard time at home with jujitsu or sleeping after jujitsu, or is it pretty easy for you to sleep after jujitsu? Because for me, it's easy. I'm I'm exhausted. I get home. Uh, I you know my kids are already asleep. I'll, my wife is chilling. We'll hang out until like nine nine o'clock, and then I'm like, all right, I'm 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 going to bed. I'm like, no, my my <laughs> mind is on full blast after. Class. Do you do you what, you don't do anything to like decompress after you get home or? There's not enough time. It takes me hours to decompress. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm not like that. I wonder if so. that's for anyone, though, that maybe people that work out late at night or mm. somebody that runs on a treadmill at 8 p.m., you know, like gets the blood pump in. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's that's an interesting. Maybe I wonder why it's like that for you. Mm. Has it always been like that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I would like to th- minimum of three rolls if time permits. Uh, I would like a minimum of three rolls after every class. Uh, and also, I really want to get better at inverting. I am terrible at inverting, and I watch like some of our friends. And I'm like, man, I really want to learn how to invert. Not necessarily because I think it looks cool too, but like for guard retention, mm-hmm. a lot of people invert, and you know, they they'll barambolo or they'll you know grand roll or whatever to like have guard retention. My guard, my, like I mentioned, my open guard's not very good. So if I could learn to uh, utilize an inversion to help with my guard retention, I would really like that to be. Shoot, if I could get that within a couple months, I would really appreciate that. If you guys have any tips out there or any people that you watched on inverting, uh, please let me know because I, I would really like to learn how to implement it in my game. Even though I'm a little bit of a bigger guy. I was about to say, it seems like the taller, lankier guys have an easier time Yeah, with that. or shorter, skinnier. Mm, yeah. And I'm kind of like right in the middle. I'm like... Yeah, I mean, my stomach's in the height. way for inversion, you know, like... <laughs> That's another obstacle. <laughs> right. Uh, so that's, and that's like a technical side of jujitsu I'd really like to do. Also, you know, expanding my, my, um, my leg attacks too. If I could learn how to, uh, do more leg attacks. You remember, remember when we first learned straight ankle locks? Yes. And like we would hit them all the time. And you probably still could. We just, they're not on the, well, they're, they're on a lot of people's mind now. Yeah. I would really like to get back into some straight ankle lock game. Because like if I go to that knee bar, like how I get into my knee bars, I should probably like go for straight ankle locks because um, I don't know. It's 
an easier move. <clears throat> Not necessarily easier, but it's another move. But yeah, I would like to those two things get back into or get more leg locks in, under my arsenal, and then um, be able to fluidly invert to for guard retention or whatever by the end of the year. But we'll see how that goes. Mm. So now but, that now that I hear some of your goals, I'm like, okay, I could add a few more to mine now. <laughs> And I'll probably actually, I'll probably write these down and have, you know, like we mentioned, the micro goals underneath them, like the actionable, the actions to take in order to uh, accomplish these. And like I said, like if you guys have any for inverting, if you guys have any resources, please let me know because I have a really hard time doing it. Like when we just simply Granby roll down the mat, I'm like, I am terrible at this. (laughs) If anyone's ever seen me try any of that, you'll laugh. Yeah, so... But hey, John, you got anything else, man? Uh, I don't think so, man. Looking yeah. forward to uh, meeting those goals. Yeah, looking forward to twenty twenty three. See what the the stuff happens in twenty twenty three. The podcast goals. Oh, I meant I forgot to mention the podcast goals. So for the podcast, man, if we could make, uh, I won't say how much money we make now on the podcast because this is the. I can't believe this year has been amazing for the podcast. We actually started getting paid by Manscape uh, for the podcast and. Uh, I would like to pick up another paying sponsor um, besides like uh, AminoCo and Manscaped. And then also, um, I would like to be able to pay for everything for the podcast by the podcast. No, no, pers- right. no personal money. And I know what m- number that is. And we'll, we'll, that's why I think we need another uh, sponsor. And that way, because now we have an editor. If you guys haven't noticed, the YouTube videos on our YouTube page, if you don't follow or if you're not subscribed to our YouTube page, go. Our recent YouTube videos, our last two, I hired an editor. His name is Ben Jitsu, or <laughs> his not name is Ben Jitsu, but it's Ben Ben Jitsu on YouTube or uh, um, Instagram. He's, ben does jujitsu on YouTube. He's a blue belt over in the UK, but he's actually a YouTube video editor for us now, and he's been doing a phenomenal job. So shout out to Ben if you're listening or watching this. Um, thanks for all your hard work and great product. Uh, so we've been I've been investing in that. That way I can push out more content to you guys and makes life easier for me. So hopefully one day I would love to have him as our full-time editor. And there you I, go. I don't have to do any of this. That's a good goal. <laughs> Then we could just come out here and just talk. 2023, I would like to hire Ben as a full-time <laughs> editor. I need to get that off my plate because it is a lot of work. So, but you know, and if we could have double the downloads that we'll have uh a month right now, I would really like that too. So and I'd need a I need to do micro goals on on that too. But those are those are the macro goals for 2023. So let us know what you guys are what your guys' goals are for 2023 and uh like John mentioned, right? Tell people they hold you accountable, right? Yeah, they do. Sometimes you just need a ride. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey guys, thank you so much for listening and watching at home. And uh, remember, no oil checks here. Oops. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.